0: This gospel is a gospel of transformation. We see one Zacchaeus at the beginning, and we see a very different Zacchaeus at the end of this gospel. There's one Zacchaeus who climbed up into that tree, and there's another Zacchaeus after that who was set free. So the question is, what happened? What happened? How did it happen? And what does it mean for us today, 2,000 years later? First of all, who is Zacchaeus? The gospel, it gives us these small details. It's a short description of who Zacchaeus is, but it actually tells us a lot. First of all, it says that Zacchaeus is a chief tax collector and a wealthy man. We we may not be so familiar with this, but at the time, the tax collectors were some of the most despised people at this time because they were considered traitors and extortionists because What they would do, the Jews were under the control of the Romans. And what these tax collectors would do, they were Jews themselves. Zacchaeus was a Jew. But they would tax their own people and give that money to the Romans. And not only that, but they would skim some off the top for themselves. So the Jews, they hated the tax collectors. And what it says is that Zacchaeus was not just any tax collector, he was the head honcho. He was the chief tax collector of that area. And a wealthy man, meaning that he had been doing this for a while and he was skimming a good portion off the top, making money off of his own people. Secondly, it says that he was short in stature. That's the reason he had to climb the tree. But there's also, this gospel alludes to something even deeper. Not only was he vertically challenged, but he was also short in spirit because he was rich and powerful, but at the expense of others. Almost by pushing down others, he would push himself up. And lastly, what this gospel says about Zacchaeus is that he's a sinner. But a sinner in the strong sense of the word, all of us are sinners. Everyone's a sinner. But what this means to say that he's a sinner when they grumble and they say he's gone to eat at the house, to stay at the house of a sinner, what they're saying is in the strong sense of the word, Because of the life he's living, because of the things that he's done, he's someone who's separated from God. He doesn't deserve this. That's how the people saw Zacchaeus. They saw him as someone separated from God, separated from others, because of the way he was living. And this is probably the way that Zacchaeus saw himself as well. But there's a quality in Zacchaeus that we see. There's a couple qualities that we see that opened this door to transformation in his life. The first one is that Zacchaeus was a seeker. He was seeking something more. What the gospel says is that he was seeking to see who Jesus was. This is interesting because he didn't just climb the sycamore tree to see Jesus. It says to see who he was. He was seeking to not just see Jesus, but to know who he was. He wanted to get to the bottom. Who is this man? Who is this man that's doing all these miracles that so many people are talking about? Who is he? He wanted to know who Jesus was. So what does he do? Well, the gospel tells us he calculates somehow the route that Jesus is going to take. He finds a sycamore tree. He climbs up there and he waits, but at a distance, at a safe distance. And this is when something unexpected, I'm sure very unexpected for him, happens. When Jesus reaches the bottom of that tree, he looks up, he sees him, and he calls him by name. He says to him, Zacchaeus, come down quickly, for today I must stay at your house. Jesus, he knows Zacchaeus. He knows him. He knows him through and through. He knows his heart. He knows where he's at. And he knows that he's a seeker. And so he calls him by name, and he calls him to come out of that safe space, that comfort zone 10 feet up in there, and to come down from the tree. And he says, today I must stay at your house. But there's a deeper meaning to this. He's not just calling Zacchaeus to open the door to his house. He's calling Zacchaeus to open the door to his heart. Our God is a loving God, but he respects our freedom. And Jesus, that's who he is. He's not going to force his way in. Our God does not force his way into our lives. He waits for us to open that door. It's the only way that Zacchaeus is really going to be able to discover who Jesus is. It's the only way that we discover we know this in other relationships. The only way that we can really come to know who someone is and that they can come to know who we are is if we both open our hearts. If that other person doesn't open their heart, we're not going to really get to know them, and they're not going to really get to know us if we don't open our heart. The same is true for Jesus. And so he's calling him to open the door to his house, open the door to his heart, And here's where we see that second quality in Zacchaeus that allows for this transformation. He is not only a seeker, he's a risk taker. Because what the gospel says, he doesn't, he could have said from up there, that safe place in the tree, when when Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down quickly. He could have said, me? He could have have said, no, I'm, I'm good. No, I think you got the wrong guy. There's another Zacchaeus over there. I know him too. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He came down quickly and received him into his house with joy. That's what the gospel says. And because he took that risk and opened the door to his house and opened the door to his heart, he discovers not only who Jesus is, he discovers who he himself really is. When he comes down from that tree, what's interesting is he never says, he never addresses him as Jesus What he calls him is Lord. He's recognizing that this Jesus is not just a prophet. He's not just a miracle worker. He's recognizing him as God, God among us. That's what it means for him to call him Lord, not a God who is a distant God. Our God isn't a distant God. He discovers him as a God who knows him, who loves him, And who's been seeking him just like he was all of a sudden. He starts to seek Jesus. God has been seeking him all along. That's what he discovers in that moment. And he's just been waiting for him to open the door. And when he does that, he discovers who he himself really is. That he's not just a chief tax collector. He's not just a short man. He's not just a sinner. He discovers that he's his son the Son of God, loved by the Father. And when he discovers that, that changes his life. That transforms him. All of a sudden, he experiences a new joy, a new freedom. He's set free from his greed, and his relationship with others is restored. That's what Jesus does in his life. And this is the good news of the gospel for us if we're asking, well, what does this mean for me? Well, the good news of this gospel is that that Jesus that Zacchaeus encountered, he's not just some historical figure. He's a living God. He's alive today. He's resurrected. He didn't just pass through Jericho. Today, he's passing through Portland. And he calls you by name. He calls me by name. Knocking on the door, waiting to see if we're willing to take that risk to to open the door of our hearts to him. And if we do that, something new happens in our lives. I've seen this take place in the lives of so many people as a missionary over these years as a missionary. But as I was thinking through these different people that I've seen transformed by Jesus when they've opened the door to him, there's one in particular that came to my mind that is like a modern-day Zacchaeus. He was a man that I met several years ago. He was as close to Zacchaeus as I can imagine because he was a public accountant, certified public accountant for the government, a tax accountant, and he was not for the United States, for a different country. And he was involved in some pretty shady stuff, shady transactions, which made him a lot of money. It also made him quite a few enemies. And he was, also, like Zacchaeus, a seeker. He was seeking something more. And he had sought out something deeper in his life through different spiritualities, Eastern spirituality, New Age spirituality. When I met him, he was deep into Reiki at the time. And someone invited him on this retreat that we had. And he took that risk. He came to that retreat. And on that retreat, he listened to the talks. He participated in the small groups. And then there was this moment of prayer. And in that moment of prayer, what he said afterwards, what he shared was, he decided to open his heart. And he just said to God, he didn't know what to say. But what he said is, he just said to God, God, if you're there, come into my heart. Come into my life. Show me who you are. And show me who I am. He said that when he did that, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this new joy and this overwhelming experience of love welled up in his heart, something that he had never experienced in any of those other things that he had tried before that, a love of God and presence of God like he had never experienced, and he came out of the retreat with so much joy. I saw that man. I knew him before this, and I saw him after that, and I still know him today, and it still amazes me to see what God has done in his life because of that first act, that first prayer of his from the heart, to just say, God, come into my heart, come into my life. Jesus says in this gospel, Zacchaeus, today I must come into your house. That's the word of God. He doesn't say Zacchaeus tomorrow, next week, next year. He says today. And he says that to each one of us, if we're willing, today. Today. How can we do it? Just by simply saying a prayer today and each day this week. Say a prayer from the heart. Try it. Say to God, God, I open to you my heart. Come into my heart. Come into my life in a new way. Help me to experience your love. Help me to know who you are. Help me to know who I am. Not who others say I am, not who I am before the world, but who I really am before your eyes. Allow me to just finish with these words from Pope Benedict. He says this, Do not be afraid of Christ. He takes away nothing, and he gives you everything. When we give ourselves to him, we receive a hundredfold in return. Yes, open. Open wide the doors to Christ, and you will find true life. Amen.